Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. Do you wake up feeling like your best days have passed you by? Omega-3s are essential to the health of your body and cells. Scientists say an imbalance in the omega-3-6 ratio is a major cause of many illnesses. You need testing to know how healthy your cells are. Without testing, you're only guessing. Test yourself at home and start feeling better today. Find out how by calling Rick Kroll at 305-933-4219. Welcome to the Home Business Success Show. Join us as we speak to home business entrepreneurs for tips, tricks, do's, and even don'ts for running a successful home business. Welcome everyone. I'm Hank Eater, also known as Hank the PR Guy, and you're listening to bizradio.us. All entrepreneurs, all the time. We'll be joining my guests right after my two cents marketing minute. Just because you're running a home business doesn't mean you'll never need to hire employees. Many home businesses work with home-based virtual employees. Remember, you can't wear all the hats yourself. Same thing goes for hiring. A great way to find the right employees is to work with someone who specializes in all aspects of the hiring process you'd be more likely to find the right fit the first time. That being said, our guest today, Matt Lundsmith. Did I say that properly? Yeah, it's German, so it's hard. So Linsman is how I pronounce it, but Luensman, you know, Lunsman. I've I've heard it all. (laughs) Our guest today, Matt Linsman, is a seasoned recruiter with a unique background that makes his offering to startup and mid-sized businesses one of a kind. He's an A to Z guy when it comes to recruiting. Not only will he find and vet the talent for you, he also handles anything process and procedure-wise relating to recruiting and hiring. He removes all your roadblocks, headaches, and frustrations while giving you time back and putting money back in your pocket around recruiting and hiring. Not only is he able to handle most industries and verticals you could need to hire in, he has a clear-cut, defined process that shortens the hiring cycle by at least half on the vast majority of roles. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks, Hank. I'm happy to be here. Well, if you would, let's get started by explaining to our audience what it is that you do. Yeah, so I, you know, really come in and and partner with the business and get to know it inside out, not just, you know, the technical aspects or the particulars of the job that you need to hire, but also your culture so that I can bring you the people who are going to help you take your culture to where you need it to go and not be disruptors to your culture. I do all of the grunt work, as we call it in the recruiting industry of posting the job, doing the search for the candidates, doing the initial vetting of the candidates so that what I bring you is curated candidates that are 80 plus percent fits for your roles so that all you have to do is decide thumbs up or thumbs down and then interview them. Right. And then I suppose that you would have to train them for that other 20%. That would fall on the business. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because you know you're not going to find 100 percent unless you find somebody who walked right out of the exact same position but you'll find somebody pretty darn close 
Exactly. And that's always the goal is to get 80 plus percent. If you can get there, you're going to be golden. Very cool. Who is your ideal client and how do you build? Yeah. So my ideal client really is a growing tech and engineering company. Um, doesn't necessarily matter on the size, um, but really anywhere between about 10 to 500 ish employees um, who are adding anywhere between five and 25 to 30 people a year consistently. Um, because in that space, it doesn't make sense yet to have a full-time in-house recruiter. Um, you know, and you really touched on how I helped them in the intro. It's taking all of the recruiting pieces off of their plate, right? So I do all of the grunt work. I remove all of the legwork that they typically would have to do with people who don't have the skills and experience and the knowledge to do it while giving you back all of the time and putting money back in your pocket. And you don't have those 2 a.m. thoughts of, when am I going to find this person? Am I going to find this person? How long is it going to take me to find this person? I've got all of that covered for you so that you can go home and sleep soundly at night and not have any of those 2 a.m. thoughts that keep you up. That's certainly a move to get the soldiers. Let me ask you this. Would you take on uh, very small home-based businesses that maybe you're starting to need employees for the first time? Yeah. So, you know, to, to, I guess, thread the thread the needle here you know when i look at at hiring people i'm i'm your guy for anybody who would be considered a skilled worker so typically that means they had to go to school for four years to do what you need them to do so that could be you know any sort of it engineering accountant finance hr Salespeople is probably the one exception that they didn't have to go to school for four years um, but marketing i've done nurses as well i've done attorneys um, would prefer not to, but if you really <laughs> want my help and need my help, I will, I will do that. And I have the the background and the experience to be able to do that for you. And in a timely fashion while doing all the other things that I've already say that I do for people. Pretty cool. So I guess the way to know if a person's particular industry will fit you would be to give you a call. Correct. Okay. Yep. Because I'm probably not everybody's going to be in IT if you call, but there's probably ways you can help them as well. One hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna get to this, but I'm gonna jump the gun a little bit here anyway. Um <laughs> because I'm not, you know, typically when people think of recruiters, they think of, well, they find talent, right? They're a headhunter. Um, but I also consult on the recruiting process. So doesn't even, and this is industry wide. It doesn't matter. Um, could be pharmaceutical doctors, unskilled people. Doesn't make any difference. Is that if you have a process, but you've got a hitch in your giddy up somewhere, you know you've got a problem, and you might see some of the symptoms, but you don't know how to fix it. I'm your guy for that as well, um, and that includes you know even implementing a process if you're getting to the point where, hey, we need to hire people, but we don't have a process, but we need to implement one. I have one that I will tailor make for your business, for the people that you're looking for, that you can implement. And I'll be there as a consultant with you the whole time and after to make sure that it runs the way that it needs to, to benefit your business. 
And would you say these consulting services are separate from the hiring process? So in other words, somebody can hire you as a consultant to get the process started and to get the process in place, right? Yes, 100%, because a lot of times what has to happen for what I do to work is there has to be some consulting that's done because the process is already broken to begin with. So if I come in too early and bring you the right people, but your interview process is broken or your interviewers haven't been trained properly on, hey, this is what we need you to evaluate them on and or you don't have any questions to ask because you haven't been given that resource. I also help with that to make sure that when I bring the people to you, we have that solid, efficient, effective, repeatable interview process so that we're not wasting people's time. I get it. Would you then, like, if if the company, a small company, tells you, well, I have, you know, two people who can do interviews, would you actually possibly sit down with those people and train them how to do interviews, what it is they're looking for, um, that whole process? 100%. 100%. Because really, at the end of the day, Hank, it doesn't matter. The size of the business isn't important, right? Um, Interviewing is the same, whether you're a Fortune 5 company or a home-based business that needs to hire a couple of people to help you get to where you need to go because you can't wear all the hats anymore, right? Um, It's still the same thing. It's still the same process. The you know, developing a scorecard to really help you decide what is the difference between somebody who's qualified for this role and somebody who isn't and having that in writing, right? Because so many times companies are hiring based on their, their gut, right. Or their, their heart, or my intuition says, well, I'm here to tell you that that often doesn't work out the way that people would like you to to think that it does because it's often you know that that gut reaction not to say that your gut is never wrong or always right or anywhere in the middle but without having that that solid baseline that you can use to differentiate a qualified candidate from an unqualified candidate it just creates more issues that you don't have to have because creating a scorecard is not a super time intensive process. Once you've developed one, the rest to develop for all your other roles is the exact same and you just repeat it. I would guess all things being equal, if someone has the scorecard and they know all of the salient points that they're looking for in an employee and an employee. And let's say they hire four or five people. I'm not hired, but they interview four or five people that all have these these points and qualifications. At that point, I suppose then they can get into something like the personality of the person or their their gut reaction, because then they're not just relying on intuition or relying on their on their gut reaction, but they have all the other things in place. Correct, one hundred percent, right? Because. So many times, and and this is what's happening right now, is that, you know, companies have lengthened their interview processes. So now you're seeing six, seven, eight step interview processes. And what it really signals to me as someone who's been in the industry for more than seven years is that they ultimately don't know what they're looking for. Because unless you're hiring somebody super high level for a super technical role, it it doesn't have to take more than one interview or two, 
you know, so to your earlier point, hey, if you have two people who can interview, great, we can accomplish it in two interviews. They might need to be an hour and a half instead of an hour so that you have the requisite time to properly evaluate the person, ask the right questions to make sure that you have all of the relevant information. But it doesn't have to be a six, seven, eight step interview process, and it shouldn't be. I went through one of those many years ago, and it was a nightmare from my perspective. You know, they had me in eight times. They had me do all kinds of weird things, including drawing pictures of things, taking some kind of personality test, et cetera, et cetera. In the end, I didn't get the position, which, you know, seeing as how, how obsessive they were about those things, maybe it's just as well that I didn't get the position. But, yeah, I, I see what you mean by that. And because because a lot of times, Hank, what that what that signals is that there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, I think you're right. And and the more people that you add into the process, the harder it is to get to the bottom line of, okay, well, which of these people is the most qualified? Because instead of having two to four opinions on the candidate, now you have eight. So it just, it just, you know, companies are like, well, great, we're going to make this easier by having eight interviews. And actually, they're just making their and everybody else's lives more difficult. That's right. You know, we talk about too many cooks in the kitchen. Back in the 80s, I worked for a uh, design marketing slash consulting firm that had three bosses that were all equal in their ability to make trouble. And I only stayed there a few months because, you know, I was in the process of getting an ulcer because one guy would want you to do one thing, another guy would want you to do it differently, and the other guy would be off somewhere in left field and want you to work on something else. So, yeah, that was not a good thing. I can't Um, help but think of the movie Office Space when you say that, Hank. I seem to have missed that one. Maybe it's one I need (laughs) to take a look at. What is it, like a comedy? It was. This guy working at a... I don't even know what kind of company it was, but he had to do these TPS reports. And the beginning of the movie, they just changed the process and he missed one. And so he had three or four people come to his desk to remind him that they had these new cover sheets to put on their TPS reports. There you go. And it's like, yep, I heard it the first three times. I don't need to hear it again. <laughs> if I have time before this is over, I'll tell you something else that's not quite related that reminds me of that. Uh, how? What makes you qualified to help businesses hire people? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Hank. Um, like I said earlier, I've been in this space for seven years. I've seen the evolution of what's going on. I've been in discussions with companies of all different sizes working with clients all over the map and and seeing you know what what their processes and procedures are and what they're trying to hire for as well as being tapped into the candidate market and being very familiar with the the feedback that candidates are giving especially right now with the seven eight nine step interview processes with all of the the ghosting that's going on you know they're getting interviewed and then never hearing anything back or they're having that initial screen with the recruiter and they're like, yeah, we'll get back to you within a week and 
nothing. Right. So I, I see both sides and I've experienced both sides and um, you know, the technology that's coming into the space right now is, is super interesting. Um, I think both in, in good and bad ways, honestly. Um, But, you know, I live and breathe and work in this space. I know all of the comings and goings, what people are trying to accomplish, you know, and the, the media would have you believe that, nobody's hiring and there's more job seekers than there are job posts available. And that's frankly not true. There's way more job seekers than there are jobs to be had. And there's still layoffs going on. There was one that just happened yesterday and it was 15 to 17,000 people, if I'm not mistaken. So they, yeah. So they'd like you also to believe that layoffs are no longer happening. Um, But they definitely are. Well, you know, the kind of things they want us to believe. It's like when you hear, they say you should. And I think, who are they? Why should I listen to what they say? Let me ask you this. Um, What would you say is the biggest mistake businesses make when they're in the hiring process? Okay. So, you know, you post your your jobs wherever you post them, Monster Career Builder, LinkedIn, what have you. And candidates apply. And then you take three weeks to a month or six weeks or two months to get back to them. And it, what it signals to the candidate is, are they actually wanting to hire this role? You know, are they serious? Candidates start to forget about roles when it takes longer than two or three weeks for you to get back to them. So that's the first thing, you know, if you're going to post a job, like be ready to review those applicants as they come in. You know, I think the latest research on that says that candidates after applying and hearing back on a job want things to be scheduled within like three to four business days, which makes sense, right? People who have been unemployed for any amount of time, all they want to do is go back to work. So the first thing is the the timeline on the front end. I think the second thing is the communication. You know, I've heard a lot of things recently about um not only recruiters, which I hate hearing, but we're kind of maligned for a reason. <laughs> um, you know, there's some bad apples that do things that don't that don't jive, but, you know, not being fully forthright with the candidate and making things appear better than they are, you know, lying to them. Essentially, I saw a couple of surveys two or three months back, and the first one was talking about recruiters, and it said seven and ten recruiters lie to candidates about job details. And I'm like, why, why would you do that? And the second one said, I think it was six and 10 hiring managers lie to candidates during the interview process. And again, I was like, why would you, why would you do that? Because if you hire them, they're going to find out anyway. And then you're just going to. Maybe they figure that by then they're a captive audience and they don't want to jump out of the job and have to look for another job. Or then, or maybe it's just a subconscious thing and they don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. I I don't know that I buy that. Um, I mean, especially, I think it's one of those that that can be harder for smaller companies, right? As you try to make your, your benefits sound better, you try to make the perks sound better. You know, all of those things because you want the quality candidates, but without the benefits to lure them, it's a little bit of a harder sell. So, so that would be the second thing. And, you know, then the last thing is it comes back to the timing thing, right? And we've talked about this. 
three or four times already because it's such a big deal is that not only have companies elongated their interview processes as far as the number of interviews, but the time between interviews. You know, it's not like we're saying, hey, we want you to come in for eight interviews and scheduling them all at the same time. No, they're scheduling one interview. And then after the first one, here, let's schedule another one. But it's a week later Then another interview and schedule the next one another week later. And before you know it, you've turned your interview process into eight weeks. Yeah. And that that dovetails into what we said earlier. You know, it's amazing how quickly this time is flying by. Uh, Before I ask how to get in touch with you, for our for our audience is there one last thing you'd like to share before we go oh i think absolutely you know when i'm when i look for for people to work with the people that i'm looking at are the ones who you know are tired of hitting their head against the wall they've tried and they know that they can't (laughs) that they can't do it themselves like we need help and again that could be either we can't find the people we need. We can't attract them. We can't get them through our process because we take too long or whatever the case may be. Or we have issues in our process and they're like, we've tried to troubleshoot it, but we can't figure out how to fully and truly remedy this. And we don't have the time right now because we're at a place where if we don't get these people in, we're going to start missing deadlines. We're going to start missing launch dates. We're going to have clients and investors who are going to start asking questions about what is it that you're doing over there? You know, why aren't you getting this stuff done? And that's where I come along and work right alongside of you to bring you these people very quickly and with no pain from your side. Very good. It reminds me of the notion that, you know, they need to know they need help. Then they come to you. It reminds me of uh, drug and alcohol addicts, you know, until they admit I need some help. They don't get it. So that's very good. Please tell our listeners the best way to get in touch with you if they want to know about your services. Yeah. So a couple of different ways. My website is www.mjl, my initials, R-A-N-D-C as in cat, dot com. So you can find all of my information um, or you can feel free to give me a call at 425-245-5318. Thanks for being with us today. And to our listeners, tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. for the Home Business Success Show here on bizradio.us. Before I go, I want to tell you that there are some great resources available to home business owners. You are not alone in the wilderness in your home business. The Home Business Success Community has your back. We're an online membership support community of like-minded home business entrepreneurs. Contact me to find out more. Just go to bizradio.us, click on shows, find my picture, and you'll find all the contact information there. Remember, you can achieve success, freedom, and independence in your own home business. I've done it. Matt has done it, and you can too. See you again next week. This is Hank Eater wishing all of you a fabulous day of home business success. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.